0: Welcome to Survivor Cast International. I'm Cody. The last few I've been on me, baby. Stay on the pod. So much drama in my life. We're talking the cues. So Episode number three. Their episode title, Wee, wee, wee. Dumb Bitch Alert. So dumb nice Who is the Dumb Bitch Alert going to be in reference to? I wonder. Wee, wee, wee. Dumb Bitch dog. Alert. Of course, uh, part of our uh, frantic catching up of this season. Part of our grand reopening of the podcast, which has been shuttered for the last four months or so. Um, Not only will we be covering Syracuse, but you can look for our coverage of Survivor Australia recaps. um, Our Survivor UK seasons one and two redux recaps. And just a whole host of other stuff coming soon. But with that being said, this is a watch along. So after you've watched episode three of Survivor Syracuse: Heroes vs. Villains, which I believe is season four of the of the the uh, the show overall, you're gonna want to start it back at timestamp zero minutes and zero seconds. You're gonna want to pop those closed captions on. And you're going to want to turn the volume down real, real low. And then you're going to sync up this podcast to that episode. And you're going to get my commentary over all 52 minutes and 53 seconds. I'm going to give you a countdown. I'm going to say outwit, outlast, outplay. And when I say play, you hit play. And then, baby, we're going to be along for the journey together. So get your episode pulled up here. Now I do want a quick correction corner. At the end of episode two of the pod, covering episode two of the show, I erroneously read comments from episode three. I read a comment from Peace Love Jen and from Sam Baylow, which should have gone with episode three and not episode two. Those comments were. Hannah is so iconic with the vlogs this episode. Happy almost birthday to her on Saturday, meaning that Hannah's birthday is uh, pretty close to my kid's birthday. This episode premiered on January 13th. Don't know what day of the week that was, but my kid's birthday is January 17th, which was a Monday. So, I mean, nearby birthdays, Hannah and Pax. Also, the editing this season, I love it so much. The Fine Loot Challenge is a doozy. Looking forward to seeing that. And Sam Balo said, me and the wife are watching this tonight. It's our favorite show. That should have gone with episode three. So that will be the close of Correction Corner. And with that, we will jump straight into Dumb Bitch Alert. I kind of hope the Dumb Bitch Alert is referring to a man and not a woman. Just myself. But with no further ado outwit outlast outplay and we are into episode four checking out the previously on we had the egg balance on a disc challenge out in the snow um heartbreakingly kevin was voted off carl was showing off some comfy sweater vibes owen is calling everyone sus madison was uh you know kind of on the chopping block although i think she only had one vote for her uh professor s made his second appearance uh fan favorite already god fucking kevin gone didn't even show off his wooden spoon at any point but he was popping off that uh that fancy haircut all season so now here we're here with cat who's um Talking about how Kevin was voted off. Sounds like she's waiting to get the, the confirmation on that info. This is kind of a not super exciting way to start the episode, but that's okay. Start the episode with Cat in confusion. Uh, curious about information we as the viewers already have. Alright, Paul and Gabby on cuse clash episode 1.2 do you guys have some type of rival cuse talk in the cuse show we're getting some good looks at gabby's artwork here in her room dolly parton love that what else do we have here burton u.s open boston u.s open we got some like theta the shark thing what else do we, it's it, the, the camera is moving so erratically I just want Paul to take us on a tour of all of the things hanging on Gabby's wall, but I don't think that's going to happen. So now here we are with Hannah. With like kind of like bougie Gucci Lady Gaga energy with this like black turtleneck and leopard throw on top of it. I'm assuming that thing is full of... Oh, she's going to go get a margarita. I was about to say, I'm assuming that thermos is full of wine. The beautiful, snowy shot of Syracuse. Now, the snowfall that we're seeing in that drone shot, is that... That's not added in in post, I hope. Cassidy, Grassidy, Derek with the hat, Eli in his dorm, Holly jumping with the cups, Jason with his boys, Carl with the K, Kat with the K, and mitch with the h and the villains who do we have we've got the lovable abby and professor s gabby hannah with the cat old man jack jakey kevin rip lydia rip madison already forgot the name of her she dropped the name of uh the thick boy eagle last episode but just can't remember what it was Garfield, maybe? Gossamer? Something like that. Getting our first look at the villains tribe post Kevin. Luca Ariate wearing a friend sweater. Love that. Alright, so we're right we're in the Hall of Languages, right outside where Tribal was recently held. Interesting the heroes taking kevin and lydia being voted off as a culling of strong players specifically which i don't necessarily disagree with especially in in terms of lydia of course the the winner of last season will i mean this is the moment folks the heroes if they win this as well if we go three weeks in a row of the heroes trouncing the villains it's just going to be a painful situation morale on the villain tribe will be at an all-time low cockiness on the hero tribe will be on an all-time high they'll be moving into the merge which might be accelerated in a very strong position very interesting the hero is definitely fighting for a winning streak at this point all right tribes are split 10 to 8 They're speaking on the unpredictability. They have Survivor Maryland Season 14 winner here. Which is crazy. Everyone, polite applause. Will, the sole survivor of Survivor Maryland Season 14. That's pretty cool. Holy shit. What the what? Will, Survivor Maryland Season 14 player, has joined the Villain Tribe in a shocking turn of events. Oh, oh shit, it's a running gag. Never mind. Okay, my mind was fucking blown. First official cast member of Season 5. God damn. Okay, so I guess we'll also have to just cover Season 5. I gotta see my boy Will bring the heat now. Does it also mean that he goes to Syracuse? Can you be a player if you're not a college attendee? All right, getting into the challenge. This is a, like I said, slightly over 50-minute episode. The the flow and the editing on the last episode was so tight, and the balance of the episode was so perfect. I'm hoping for a similar thing here, about similar length. We are back in the tribal room, so everyone's at a desk. Six feet apart. Mitch has a crazy pink Taco Bell sweater on. I mean, they're just... He's got strong Dwayne the Rock Johnson energy. And that pink Taco Bell sweater, for some reason, puts it over the top for me. Although I'm assuming that when he works out, Mitch doesn't just pee in random water bottles and leave him around the college gym. Although I don't know. I can't say that he doesn't. So they're filling out a form. Is this going to be the the hurt feelings, tricky questions, whatever challenge. Okay, so they'll be, as a tribe, they'll have to guess what the majority answer is for various questions posed. Okay, so here are some of the questions. Who is the leader on the villain tribe? Who is being carried on the villain's tribe? Who is the biggest liar on the villain tribe? Who is a player on the outs on the villain tribe? Who is riding the most coattails on the Villain's Tribe? Who's playing the most different game from the first season? Who is the biggest social threat? Who is the biggest strategic threat? Who on the Hero Tribe do you know want to see merge? Who is someone who should have been voted out already on the Hero Tribe? Who is someone you want to work with? Who has the most ties in the game? Who is most likely to have an idol or advantage? Um, Who can win the entire game if they make it there? It seems like similar questions just split between hero and villain they call this the superlatives challenge and they mentioned that they usually do it around final six or seven but they're just doing it a bit earlier oh but this is the perception challenge because you're trying to get the majority of what the tribe thinks villains will be selecting what they think the hero tribe thinks and heroes will be selecting what they think the villain tribe thinks Interesting. And there's going to be 16 questions. Okay. And it, I, I don't think they're necessarily all in the room at the same time. And uh, I think the hero tribe is kind of just speaking on the fact like, oh, this is tougher for us because we haven't been to tribal. So we don't know where some of these cracks lay necessarily. We've only competed in challenges together. Hero on the leader on the hero tribe. And you're trying to guess what you think the hero tribe picked as a majority for that question. Holly kind of leading the charge on getting the questions answered here. So they went with Eli. They feel like the Hero Tribe feels like Eli's the leader. I don't know if I think that's true. Who's being carried on the Hero Tribe? Hmm. Carl kind of speaking on like, okay, where they're they're clearly eliminating... So wait, this is the Hero Tribe trying to guess what they think the villain tribe answered for them this is a little bit convoluted of course it's now also going to be an extended you know watching of them just answering questions so i guess it's kind of interesting that like okay you know we have to guess what the villain's perception of us are and that potentially could lead to infighting or some cracks or some like dynamics being revealed or spoken about that might be more easily left in the shadows otherwise so it's a little bit interesting that this is happening so early in the season okay they voted paul for the villains are voting paul for what i do enjoy the shots that show them the biggest social threat on the villains tribe the villains think that the heroes think that it's paul i enjoy that we get a shot of them selecting the answer it's a It clearly uh, kind of keeps things straight in my head a little easier. Who do the heroes think that the villains think have the most ties? Holly now sitting, answering the questions. Everyone kind of arranged in a circle around her. There does seem to be good cooperation and chatting happening amongst both tribes. Someone you want to work with on the hero team. okay holly's saying they're gonna want someone who's at least slightly snaky so whoever you now put into that category you might be insulting biggest liar on the villains tribe are they gonna say hannah hannah looks like kind of crazy right now in all black and the the leopard throw interesting we're getting a flashback to snakes a previous season i'm seeing that mitch and derek were both on that season with hannah and there's some definite like drama between mitch and hannah that unfolded some like uh derek kind of claiming an old man jack on this season as well derek kind of like calling hannah out for some like shirking of responsibility in regards to something so it looks like Hannah's gonna be voted as the person who's perceived as the biggest liar. Who do the heroes think would flip from the villain tribe? Or do the who do the heroes think the villains think will flip? Hmm. Interesting. Old Man Jack on the floor, kind of filling in the holly roll. I don't know if I love Owen's kind of plaid, mismatched sweater situation going on here. Okay, now they are going over the results. We've yet, to my knowledge, have the dropping of the, the dumb bitch queue quite yet. Has not quite yet occurred. Alright, so the results are in, and it looks like for the first question regarding who is the leader on the villains, that a majority of the people do feel as though, I mean, the, the graphic went away pretty quickly. I think it was Jack. Alright, leader on the hero tribe. Majority of the villains think that it's Cam with pretty even splits among four other people. Score 1-1. One, one. They're definitely going to fly through this. Okay. Uh, People feel like Gabby's being carried on the villain tribe. People feel as though, oh man, these infographics guys are just flying by. 2-1 is the current score. Okay, I think that Hannah's the biggest liar. Another point for the heroes. Biggest liar on the hero tribe. That went to Holly interesting no points for the heroes who's on the outs on the villains tribe they went to gabby gabby getting some hate (laughs) my name was in their mouth yes uh the other team's perception of gabby seems to not be the best maybe is okay interesting so the dumb bitch alert is like Gabby referring to herself, and she's wanting the heroes to think of her as a dumb bitch and to ride that out as long as possible. Wee-oo, wee-oo dumb bitch alert. Uh, they feel like Holly's riding coattails. It's interesting. I, I, I wonder why there is that perception of Gabby of all things. They feel like Cassidy is riding the coattails on the hero tribe, all tied up at 3-3. Who's playing the most game, different game from their previous season? We're getting Hannah as playing the most different game. With Jack also getting a lot of votes. Everyone's little victory dances when their team gets a, gets a point. Cam and Holly evenly tied on playing the most different game. Biggest social threat on the villain. Paul got 90% of the vote. Shit. Biggest social threat on the heroes, 37.5 going to Eli, tied up at 5.5. Biggest strategic threat went to Madison, interesting. Did not get a point on that one. Strategic threat as Austin on the villains, which got them a point, tied up at 6.6. Who do you not want to see in the merger from the villain tribe? Paul doing a little drum roll, knuckle drum roll. Tied between Jake and Hannah. Interesting. Who do you want to see the merge from the hero tribe? Tie between, oh, graphics go so quick. All right, this should be wrapping up pretty quick. Too bad I can't see what the fuck is on that whiteboard, but it does look to be just around 11 o'clock in the morning, Eleven ten o'clock. All right, Hannah feels like she's a dead girl walking, looks like she's feeling a little bit down due to how the challenge is going and the perceptions that she's carrying in from her last time playing. gonna go get drunk because she's feeling sad hannah you can't find happiness in a bottle my friend i was when i began covering syracuse mind body soul i was a heavy drinker and uh went and married my wife and we after wedding we're doing some photos together in our wedding clothes and this is actually the weekend after and went to a hotel And just had so much, just copious amounts of alcohol bought for me that evening. And I had driven a bunch the day, hadn't drank any water, hadn't eaten any food. So I end up drinking, I start by drinking just fucking Kettle One on the rocks with a wedge of lime. No mixer. And have about three of those. So, you know, I've got the runway laid to get really fucked up. Go to dinner, multiple drinks over dinner, drinks bought for me for free over dinner. And then back to the bar where I strike up a friendship with the bartender who makes me all manner of crazy craft drinks that he thinks up with egg whites and fancy whiskey sours. And I'm told at some point I took a shot um, of Fireball and multiple shots of tequila, but I blacked out at some point and returned to our hotel room, uh, broke several wine glasses on accident. And then, uh, you know spent a huge portion of the evening just laying in the shower with the shower running on me, like literally six hours doing that. And then I had to drive to a bed and breakfast the next day and go on a hot air balloon ride the next morning and was just unable to keep anything down and was retching to the point of like throwing up bile and stomach acid. So sick. I couldn't eat like a teaspoon of cannabis, uh, hazelnut spread that I bought in Illinois. That sick. Um, Just laid in bed the whole day. Also spent the whole day in the shower at the bed and breakfast and probably pissed them off because I probably used all their hot water. But, and at that moment, just decided to never, ever drink alcohol again. That was about six months ago. And I haven't looked back. But when I began the Syracuse mind-body-soul coverage, I would often be three sheets to the wind drinking taking shots every time i saw madison's little nose peek out of her mask how far we've come so it just goes to show you college babies you can't find happiness in a booze bottle looks to be about eleven fifty. just about noon i'm assuming it's not almost midnight when they're doing this all right so we're still doing the questions we got some filming going on in the back. Okay, who, who will flip when a swap occurs? Derek looking morose. Holly looking sad. Alright, so who won? The flipper question was about your own tribe. Alright, so it's all tied up right now. Eli and Madison, because they were chosen as the Flippers. How do we feel about Madison's Winnie the Pooh face mask? She's clearly a big Winnie the Pooh fan. Eli sweater, once again, directly matching the color of the wording for the Heroes Tribe on screen. Okay. Do you know the Flippers? Going with Eli first. They're going to be asked four questions about Eli. What did Eli say about what villain he wants out? So they're consulting between the two of them. Looks like the heroes are going with Jack. Okay, heroes went with Anna. Villains went with... And Jake. Correct answer is Hannah. Heroes got a point. First one to four wins, it looks like. Who did Eli pick on the next question? I missed the question. Again, guys, keep your graphics on the screen for five more seconds. It's now about 1210 in the reality of the show. Is that right? Maybe I'm incorrect. All right. They both chose Austin. They both get a point. So it's 2-1. All right, getting a good view of Austin's room here. What is he watching in the background? Exit sign, lots of clothes. He's watching some type of sitcom. Looks like maybe a Drew Barrymore sitcom. Who on the Villain Tribe do you want out? Is the question that they're trying to answer from Eli's perspective. Unless now it's two and two and they're switching to Madison's perspective. Maybe it's only ten ten. I swear I can tell time, guys. Correct answer was Paul. Uh oh. Interesting. So the villains, again, seem to be irritated with Madison over a faux pas that she's made in this game. Because they're, yes, they're now guessing from Madison's perspective. They feel like she made a choice that doesn't do them any favors when they're trying to guess from her perspective. Are the villains fucking going back to tribal? Madison slinking back in, looking unhappy. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. The heroes are going... They're safe again. Heroes safe again. Three weeks in a row for the villains. I gotta say, it's not an easy time to be a villain. And I'm worried that they're gonna fucking vote Madison off now. It's twice now that there's this perception, whether fair or not. Because, I mean, Madison didn't know that she was gonna be chosen as the flip-flopper, and she's just answering these questions, but... People are most definitely irritated with Madison. Mitch Taco Bell stand. Cat apparently showed a plate. Oh, and just very, very unhappy. Without a superlative. Yeah, the villains. I don't know what they're gonna do. Hmm. Yeah, interesting, Paul. Uh, yeah, they were, they were. There's this idea that maybe the villains should have won because they should have a, a stronger handle on their team dynamic because they've gone to tribal twice. Hannah is serving leotard, a big tasty dish of leotard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hannah feeling like her tribe is very unhappy toward her that nobody likes her. She's gonna go drink because of it. I don't think you're going home, Hannah. I think it is truly Madison. I don't want another villain to go home. It is nighttime. It might have been like fairly late at night when they did this tribal or this challenge. Um do you need to take a shot? Madison's yep, take a shot. There's Madison's little nose. The winning the poof mask and all it just looks very flimsy. It looks very thin. Definitely not, like, medical grade. Paul hoping that he can get in with Madison because both of their names were kind of on the chopping block. I, ay, yeah What a mess. What a tough situation. All right, so we're checking in with the heroes. Here we are with Holly of Alexandria, Virginia. So Holly saying that she and Kat have had some communication issues with jason which is most definitely it is a game killer particularly in the college lrg if you are not staying in good communication if your teammates feel like they can't get a hold of you that they can't strategize with you even if you're just off campus too much it could definitely kill your game Holly feeling like Jason doing poorly on the social aspect is really going to be tough for his game. Jason got a real messy room, hasn't made his bed, clothes all over his little circle chair. The same chapstick and thing of gum that was there weeks ago. Mitch really, you know, playing the smart game as far as what he's revealing in his talking heads. You just get the one wall and the one art hanging We're getting everyone just talking about, like, they don't, like, Mitch doesn't know if Jason's really making any social moves. Carl speaking on the fact that Jason loves challenges, but isn't really engaged socially. It's funny that Eli is being seen so much as a leader of his tribe. Maybe it's just because I don't know him as well from playing another season, but I don't have that read on him. Uh, Carl giving, like, hard therapist Slash HR manager vibes with his uh, receding hairline and big comfy sweater here. Also, it looks like he's just about to like escape into the upper north woods. He's got a little like coffee set up behind him, some jars, some medication. What is that? Some broccoli. Mitch is loving on Carl. I love a Mitch Carl alliance. Okay, Austin with his extremely chaotic talking head with the TV just playing behind him. I don't know about that. Although I do love... Okay, Kat, who's an accounting major. There's no way that she's at the college right now, right? I'd be surprised if this was a room at the college unless it's, like, the dean's office. But I dig the, uh, the design. Good pattern on this wingback chair. I'm into it. so <laughs> funny follow mitch on instagram at mvargo. mitch is speaking to the fact that he's here to make friends so it seems like the people that aren't being particularly social with mitch are not i mean it seems obvious to say if you're not being social with him you're not going to gain much headway but it is specifically going to be a negative in his book Oh shit! First of all, like the uh, the light, the like the fucking the visual feedback on Mitch just got cranked up, and he's eating Nutella Oreos, which are fantastic. Pulling a Brad Pitt and eating on camera, and you know you can pull it off. He's got equal charisma. So at the uh, the thirty minute mark on the dot, we're gonna take a pause, take a quick break and it's about in one minute exactly from this point. We've got Cass talking here, throwing it to Derek, Derek eating the words in front of his face. Derek, I really need... What is just... Okay, he's watching some fucking game show. Dude, why do you have Drake and Josh stan? Okay, well, that answers it. He's watching Drake and Josh. He's watching like a, a decade-old fucking Nickelodeon live action show in his college dorm. What a psychopath. And it's old Drake and Josh, too. It's when uh, Josh is still kind of chubby before he thinned out and started, like, making hip-hop movies. Eli... Eli has such a nondescript living space behind him. Just nothing at all to glom onto personality-wise. At least we know Carl's a comfy outdoorsman. And in 4... Three, two, one, break right on the 30 minute mark with Carl's square chin mouth open. He's got this like his classic eyebrows pointing diagonally upward, inward, scrunched up brow. Kind of like, well, that's how it's going to be, you know, real uh, middle management white dude type look to him and not in a bad way, necessarily. Well, we've uh, we we know who the titular dumb bitch is. It's Gabby, referring to herself. We kind of know the the players who are in trouble are beginning to emerge. When we come back, we'll be chatting about the villain tribe and accompanying them on their very sad third consecutive trip to tribal. Who are they going to send home? Will it be Madison? Will it be Hannah? Gosh, if I have to sit through a third former mind-body-soul player being voted out, I don't know if my heart can take it. Might have to bring uh, co-host Jackie in to boost the morale here. Because Lord knows, between the two of us, I'm the villain and she's the hero. You know, public school teacher versus uh, whatever it is I do. And uh, just general demeanor and impact on society, you know, casts us into those roles. So if I have to not, if I have to see if Madison goes home on episode four, I'm going to bring co-host Jackie in to just, just to get us through one week, just to get us over the, the specter of maybe losing a mind, body, soul player for four weeks in a row. But with that dear listener, I'm going to throw it to a break and we will be back momentarily to wrap up this ep. Wee-oo, wee-oo, dumb bitch alert, wee-oo, wee-oo, we are back, listeners, talking episode three of Survivor Syracuse Heroes versus Villains. At the 30-minute mark, on the dot, looking at Carl's uh, confused little face. And uh, yeah, we've been checking checkin in with those heroes, and we're about to swap over to see how the fucking villains are doing now that they are facing their third elimination in a row. God, this vill- this episode dropped on the 13th, already viewed 533 times. What an achievement. So without further ado, we'll jump back into it at the 30-minute mark, outwit outlast outplay of course you should have hit play when i said play and here we are back with carl carl with the k dr k man will professor s be at tribal again tonight i hope so all right so we just have like a lot of heroes kind of just speculating on what they think the villains are going to do which is of course becoming increasingly more relevant this photo over Holly's right shoulder absolutely has to be Selena Gomez. I don't know who else it could be. All right, here we go. Switching to the villains. What do the villains have to say for themselves? Shot of a parking lot. Got some cones. We're here with Paul, who's not feeling good, but we're getting a bit of a, a glimpse, a glimpse, a glimpse of Paul's living area. I think we might be in his bathroom at the moment. I'm sure it's some type of shared bathroom situation. I don't know why he's choosing this moment or this room to record his talking head. We have gotten the info drop that Paul is 21, so he can legally drink. Okay, Jesus Christ, Paul, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me, Paul? I hear the the belt buckle come undone. He sits on the toilet. We're at the Villains COVID Hangout. Paul, why, why are you recording on the toilet? What a sloppy bitch. Okay, so there's the Villains Hangout. There's a drunken Villains Hangout. We got some lights going. Old Man Jack was there. I'm seeing lots of booze in the background. Hannah looks like she had a good time. hannah partook in alcohol she is 21 she's speaking on spooky hour she's apparently she's hungry and hangry she's clearly intoxicated right now is it ever a good call to do a talking head while straight up drunk i mean Okay, I'm not trying to get sucked too much in this episode and have dead air. Just I needed to get clued into Hannah's energy and what exactly she's feeling here. Saying Gabby is president of the kumquat. She also drunk, potentially. Gabby speaking on the fact that she's made it past the point. The point where she has in the past on other seasons um saying that paul is both a social king and a strategic threat hannah bringing the energy that we love to her talking heads that she always does jack not a dirty blonde paul threat level high paul the the crosshairs are are, they're on paul i mean everyone loves to play with paul but are they happy to keep him around is Hannah feeling safe under the wing of Paul's protection or is he too much of a threat that even she's beginning to consider turning on him? I don't know. The thing about Hannah doing her talking head while drunk is it it just inclines her to lean into maybe all of the worst impulses when doing a talking head. When she kind of had this, like, smoky demeanor before that was a little mysterious, now it's just all chaos. Okay. Maddie seems to feel as though it's Paul or Gabby. Abby, though, further embracing her villain look, having ditched the glasses and now embraced a leather jacket, feels like she's down to vote Paul but not so inclined to vote for Gabby. Hannah, Owen, Jack, Madison, Jake, and Abby are maybe the core six of the villains, at least according to Madison. So maybe I was just completely incorrect in thinking that Madison's name was on the chopping block. It's just interesting that during two challenges now, Madison's name has been thrown out as an issue regarding their challenge performance but only last episode was she put down as someone to vote off hmm Hannah and Paul went idol hunting apparently and didn't disclose this to the rest of the villains which is never a great idea uh oh Jake now just all up in arms over the fact that Paul has had an idle clue since night one that Hannah was aware of, but he didn't know. Yeah, okay. So I don't know. I think Paul's in big trouble here. Jake and Owen are both pissed off at the lack of information disclosure while at the same time, everyone else, other tribe included is easily pegging Paul as just the biggest social and strategy threat there is. I think Paul's just going to be, you know, going to fly too close to the sun and his little wings are going to get melted and he's going to come tumbling down. I feel like Paul, I hate to say it, but he might be the person to get out at this point. You definitely don't want Paul going post-merge. Lots of sus comments. Paul feeling like he's like walking a razor's edge here. All these snacks on top of his microwave. We definitely have like a water pitcher. We've got some apple chips. I'm some bear apple chips, some sriracha. I'm thinking some popcorn, some stacks, some lace stacks. Paul, a man of many snacks. He's the snack king. Paul, social king, strategic threat, snack connoisseur okay come on guys do we need to like it sus do we need to be saying sus so much it's almost become a parody of itself now jake and jack texting hannah at the same time wondering if she disclosed the fact that paul's name is being floated Jack really, like, he's such a, like, golf commentator. He's such the opposite of Hannah's energy. They're a yin and yang, where Hannah's all loud chaos energy, and Jack is all old man, low golf introspection energy. Barely speaking above a whisper. Okay. Jack apparently... Specifically trying to play the game nice and make friends without ruffling too many feathers. Which is like, you know, not, not a terrible strategy. One that can certainly bite you in the butt if you're thinking along those lines too much. I guess it's all about priorities. If you're prioritizing winning, if you're prioritizing maybe making some new friends along the way. Maybe that's the ultimate win. Okay. (laughs) Owen, the artist formerly known as Samantha. I feel like there's a lot of in-jokes going on as far as these production title cards, and I don't hate that, but, you know, I'm not fully clued into what that means. Uh, Owen tapping his hat to Paul. Paul really does seem to be emerging as, like, MVP of the first chunk of the season so far. He's borderline untouchable, unless he goes home this episode. Is it a cute look for Gabby? I like these uh, star earrings she's rocking here. She's besties with Paul. And it, it seems like Gabby's never going to turn on Paul. And Paul and Gabby are tight that it doesn't matter how much of a social threat he is, potentially, that she's just on the Paul train, ride or die. And I that's a good thing, you know, especially in the light of sobriety to, to really feel that way. Hmm. The owen Maddie duo. Not trying to give you dead air here, but I'm just trying to, as best as I can, clue into what exactly Paul is speaking on. But regardless, we are at Tribal. We're back in the field. We're near the goalpost. Luke Uriate has swapped up coats once again. He's not wearing his meow hat. The villains back in their familiar, well-known territory of tribal at this point. Owen just saying that uh, we suck. I think we could give the worst tribe in Survivor history a run for their money. Um, God, you know, I said it last week that if the villains have three consecutive losses in a row they're going to be really in dire straits especially as far as morale goes and we're seeing that materialize i can't imagine that they can go into losing a fourth week in a row and survive i mean and what does that mean survive just not have infighting tear them apart maybe even like straight up necessitate some type of uh merge at that point uh, let's check out the outfits of Tribal. Paul and Gabby and Luke Uriate, for that matter, all kind of wearing matching pants. Suspect there's a three-way bestie situation going on there. Uh, we got some some puffy black jackets with uh, the faux fur hood. Owen's got a blue version of that. Again, Uriate looking classy and like kind of a classic, you know duster not quite a duster not that low but uh just a classy long coat uh madison seems to love these rose tights that she's been wearing a lot this season owen really big on the like sweatpants tucked into the boots type look which is practical you know you don't want to get you don't want to get snow in your socks i get it i'm from minnesota This is a hard vote, they're saying. You know, first vote was easy. Get Lydia out. She's the winner of the first season. Last vote, a little bit harder. No one wants to see Kevin go, but he'd kind of unfortunately positioned himself into that role for that episode. Who's going to go home this episode? Who will it be? Madison seems safe. I just don't even know. I've got, I don't have a clear read on who's getting eliminated this time. I'm excited to see what type of outdoor challenge they do next week. Looks like spring is coming. Things are melting. You see some dripping action going on. They all like each other. The villains are all friends. (laughs) It's like, oh, we all really like each other. And Paul's just shaking his head no the whole time. That's uncomfortable. nike shoes going on lots of boots madison maybe has the best boots on right now what is this cameraman wearing on his feet almost look like he has sandals on or some type of slip-on shoe while standing in the snow which is just madness straight up madness i wonder if this is filmed like over winter break or on the weekend Owen, the only person who has a bag with him, maybe change of clothes in case his sweatpants get wet during the challenge. Everyone really just like, well, not even everyone just, is that Austin really hitting the like, oh, we all like each other notes, maybe, or Jack possibly coach. (laughs) hannah speaking to the fact that there are some definite perceptions of people that have been kind of aired out because of the last challenge and how that's interesting because she hasn't even played with a lot of them but again i mean you have played other seasons of survivor syracuse so i think there is a reputation that comes baked into that when i mean you have a resume that people can go back and watch And uh, just with uh, how insular the Syracuse, you know, community seems to be people, you know, have their perception of what CBS survivor players are like. And when they return for another season, they're into that role immediately in the small insular Syracuse survivor community. I imagine it's the same thing. Maybe someone even hasn't even watched your season per se. But you might have a reputation that goes beyond having to watch it. Well, that's Kevin. He's the guy with the spoon. That's what they would say. You gotta get him off, you know, episode two. For his charisma, and overshadows all of us. Owen, speaking on the double-sided uh, blade that is the social connection, that it can obviously be a boost to your game. You need to have allies, but again... You know, if people think that you're connected to a certain person, that can be a detriment to your game. Chaotic season as heroes and villains. Is there inherent chaos that comes with the hero villain premise? I don't. I don't know if that's true. One thing that was kind of a bummer. I mean, heroes versus villains, and I think it's why mainline CBS Survivor uses it. As often as they do, or use it as often as they have, is because it's a real clear and simple premise. Something like mind, body, soul is, it feels a little bit more out there. It's a little more ambitious. And it's also a little more difficult to tie it into to have that theme come up all the time, especially when you have three categories you're working with rather than the two of heroes versus villains. Uh, I wish that like the mind body soul concept was a little bit more omnipresent in all of last season. I I wonder if that's why they're pivoting to something cleaner like heroes versus villains because they're able to invoke that as a theme all the time. Should be getting to the vote here pretty soon I imagine. Um Interesting. Uriate always doing a good job, you know, that classic balance required of a host to be engaging and to be speaking on what's going on, but not too directly. Now in the background, we do have a purple sledder with a child. Looks like they might be at some type of public park. You have maybe an adult with one, possibly two children. Looks like the sled was laid down, and they're going to be going down the hill here shortly. Hopefully, we catch the kickoff. Oh, no, 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 no. We've got two people on two separate sleds. Camera angle switch, but you can still see them. The person in the blue coat throwing snowballs at the person on the purple sled. Many snowballs being thrown back and forth now. Snowball Bonanza. Oh, there's a third a third person with a red sled. Even the cameraman, I feel like, getting slightly distracted by the, the snowball fight going on. Not the cameraman filming this shot, but the cameraman in the shot. And uh, I guess probably smartly, because clearly it's all I was talking about, uh, now cutting off the sledders and the snowball fight from view. Jake up first to vote. Looks around a little confused, gets his bearings, and then he's off to vote. Voting on top of a car, interesting. Giving us confirmation that one of the cars in the background must belong to someone involved in production. We know that Gabby's voting for Jake. Do we see any other votes before we get the vote count? We know that Paul is also voting for Jake, so we've got a double jake vote paul also taking the time to make a little snake underneath jake jake the snake roberts paul does not think a villain's gonna win counting himself out jake the snake roberts i hope coach doesn't go home if coach is who i think he is i think coach and jake are the same person no immunity idols being played i don't think the villains even have an idol just really just floundering at the beginning of the season. It'd be pretty astounding if a villain did go on to win at this point. Alright. Gabby gets the vo- first vote. One vote for Gabby. Carhorn. Honk honk. One vote Paul. One vote Gabby. So we know that... There's three people with votes on them. One vote Paul, one vote Gabby, one vote Jake. I don't know, folks. I don't know who it's going to be. Fourth vote. Gabby. Two votes Gabby. Two votes Paul, two votes, Gabby, one vote, Jake. So I think it's going to come down to two votes for all one vote left. Okay, we got two for Paul, Jake and Abby and two votes left. One more vote for Paul. So is it going to be a tie? Or is it going to be Paul? oh fuck paul voted off didn't see that coming i did not expect it to be paul i really thought that paul you know but he's just too too big of a threat oh shit! paul angrily addressing his tribe mates he says, I might be a bitch to the heart, but at least I don't smile in all these girls' faces like you. Was it meant jokingly? It seemed to have an air of comedy to it. Madison laughing. Gabby not laughing. The vote must have hurt. It clearly hurt Paul. Gotta, gotta see Paul's talking head at the end. I gotta get into his headspace here. We've got the next time. The Find Luke Challenge. Interesting. The Find Luke Challenge. I I wonder if he's just somewhere on campus and you've got to find him. It seems like that's probably what it is. Derek kind of gave me like thespian uh, fucking that one dude from uh, Citizen Kane. Vibes. You know the guy. God damn it, Jason. Saturdays are not for the boys. Get your head in the game. Alright, so here we are. Luke Ariate, Mel Albanese. Paul, not expecting to get voted off. Seems like he's a bit upset. At least Gabby had your back and voted for Jake. And Madison voted for Gabby. Hmm. Interesting. This is for Tribal Council, and this is for Molly Lopez. Said he would have felt bad twelve hours ago, but no longer feels bad. Interesting. Paul saying that uh everyone except he and Gabby are boring. Fighting words. Well, that is uh that's the end of week three college babies and we've got just enough time here we did read a couple of comments from this episode erroneously so let's take a a look at one from james chin from this week as well my schedule this year on thursdays makes it difficult for me to watch in real time but i just wanted to say that one the editing has been fire this season hard agree and two Amazing episode title and quotes in general from Gabby this season. It's been a brutal boot order for the villains tribe to start. Really curious what will happen when the heroes finally get tested at a tribal. Looking forward to episode two. Well, that is just a hard agree on everything there, Mr. Uh, who said that, Mr. James Chin. And you know, with that, we're leaving our heroes in a bit of a precarious position. Certainly no better than last week. They still have quite a hard row ahead of them. I don't know how they're going to do it. But uh, hopefully they can pull things up and emerge victorious in week four. What a ride. What a week. What a show. What a college. Boy. Well, well, with that, College Babies, uh, follow us at INT Survivor Cast. Make sure to catch all of our other coverage. Uh, check out Batchin Castle Cast for Bachelor Nation and ABC's Castle Recaps. And go check out at Reality Pod INT for a whole host of other wonderful shows right up your alley. And until next time, I'll leave you on the beautiful tones of Australia's Mr. Alex Cameron. Good night, college babies, and see you next time. Mel Albinis Luke Ariate The Maestro A follow for a follow I'm buried in the feet it Makes my eyes bleed I'm sorry, not sorry It's too long, I can't breathe Say I shouldn't worry. You would never know how it feels to worry. Never had a present on.